Welcome to the Start Up to Something podcast. I'm Mark. And I'm Matt. This is our weekly update where we share the ups and downs of building and growing our bootstrapped online businesses. And sometimes we ramble on about tech. Oh my God, Mark. <laughs> We're back together again, finally. I, I almost don't recognize you. Yeah, I know. Shit. <laughs> it's been forever. Yeah, it's been nuts. Summer vacations, <laughs> man. This is what happens when you when two people try to get together, and it's summertime yeah. in Canada. How you been doing? I've been good. It's yeah. been uh, it's it's been very relaxing. I've been good. in summer mode, and uh, yeah, we had we went camping, did some day trips, uh, and with the confinements being over, like mm-hmm. I've started doing judo again and yeah. playing poker, and really just having family and friend gatherings awesome. it's been it's been awesome yeah it's like my life i got my life back yeah yeah i feel exactly the same way just everything's easier all of a sudden yeah well except judo is harder because i'm out of shape <laughs> oh my god i'm out of shape oh man yeah i it's so funny like yeah i've been you know i took my, my Prior to COVID, everything else, like I was at the gym four or five times a week and I really have missed working out, but I'm almost a little afraid to go back to the gym because I know how much it's going to hurt. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Maybe because my gym workouts were just to to maintain strength. Mm -hmm. So they they were never really that hard of a workout. Uh, But judo, like, oh my God, I'm just like bent over. Like, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like out of breath it's oh my god like i used to be able to do this like you know like a hundred percent and compete and yeah just a year and a half of stopping like i, I hope i'll i'll get it back i don't no, know you'll it. yeah you'll get it back you'll get it back for sure you know because i'm also a year and a half older mm. ah, you'll be fine yeah and already like the sensei is talking about the 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 competition schedule is up, you know, there's, and I'm there. I can't, I can't, I can't compete. <laughs> what are you talking about? I can't even throw someone without feeling a throwing up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I have, I have no goals so far. Like mm. usually I'm very goal oriented and, mm. but, and uh, for judo now I'm just taking it easy. Like, yeah, it's like I, I go when I feel like, my my body doesn't hurt anymore <laughs> and uh and yeah if if i'm out of breath like I'll, I'll just take a break and yeah i've been trying not like i guess i haven't looked at my numbers for a while of how much i have lifted because i'm almost scared to to like come back and even approach those numbers <laughs> because i'm just like i'm just gonna injure myself like what am yeah. i what am i thinking about like i need to get back i need to get back into the swing of doing the thing rather than just like focusing on really improving it's like let's just take the one step of getting back to the gym yeah it's true so how long since you've been um so when i went to halifax over this over the winter i was going three or four times a week uh and that stopped at the end of march okay also it's not that bad yeah yeah i, I was starting to get my my capacity was starting to was starting to come up again and that kind of thing and then I came back and I haven't been to the gym since. Even though things opened in June, I've just been I've just been scared to go back. I've been fighting yeah. my own mental battle. And I've been really busy. 
Right, and you, you were moving also, so it's, yeah. it's hard to join a new gym if you're going to move to a complete different neighborhood. If you'd like to unsubscribe from Matt's excuses, <laughs> you can text stop to Matt. <laughs> yeah, so has Power Importer. What's going on on that front? Uh, so, yeah, so, so because I was in summer mode, I didn't do much. Like, I just did support. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, like, I still had a lot of support, but then all of a sudden the support really fizzled out and I was like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I get to enjoy my summer mode more. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out that, yeah, this uh, the month of July was the first month where I did not grow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, And I, I even lost some revenue. So I had like negative growth. Shit. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's a little scary. Like, whoa, is that it? Have I, have I reached peak? Like, mm-hmm. is this, is this how big the market is for this tool? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, I really don't think so. You know, and there is competition. There's more competition out there now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I look at the traffic, it's, it becomes pretty clear that what's going on is that because I haven't been active at all on Twitter, mm-hmm. like, that's like a third of my traffic that that is gone. Oh, okay. Yeah, like all the other traffic sources are have been stable, so SEO is still the same, and and uh, traffic coming from the forums and the the university, like those are all those are all stable. Okay. Interesting. So yeah, so it's like okay, so summer mode was nice. It was good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but now, but, but not that I have my life back. Like, you know, I'm doing judo, I'm playing poker, seeing friends. Like, I feel like, all right, now I'm, I'm ready to start working again. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be in summer mode. You know, and anyways, like, my friends are working, so it's not like I, <laughs> I can see them, at, you know, in the middle of the afternoon or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So you're... You're optimistic. Well, I mean, I guess it's so nice to just have like your life back a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like you can kind of tackle anything when it's like, oh, I've got all these healthy outlets for exactly for stress or anything else. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, judo, I think, has made a huge difference. Uh, like, I, I feel less stress. Great. I, I really feel like this, this like Zen feeling. I'm calm all the time. And so, so yeah, so I think. Yeah, that was missing. Like some physical activity, like it's really essential for my mental health. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's uh, just you know, I was away last week on vacation <clears throat> and got to do a few just fun physical activity bits. And it's like, oh yeah, moving your body is good. I, yeah, for for somebody who like goes to the gym all the time and just like to go cold turkey, you're like, oh yeah, shit. Like a big slice of my life has just been like removed. Like oh yeah, I feel a lot better. Yeah, Weird. no, it makes a huge difference. Like, like yesterday, my wife and I went to, to a friend's house to go to do a, a backyard, like a corn roast, I guess is what you call it in English. Sure. Corn uh, boil. What do you call it? I've heard it called corn boil. Corn boil. Okay. Yeah, I guess I guess that's what you... So yeah, that, I mean, that was great, but, but we were stuck in traffic to get there. And mm. like, usually I would have road rage, but now I was like... I was like, whatever. I'm in no hurry. Yeah. (laughs) Life is good. So, yeah. So, I definitely feel the difference. 
That's great. So yeah, so now the only stress is yeah, will will power porters stop growing or? Mm-hmm. But uh, but I have I have I have some ideas for for starting to build a side project mm-hmm. that will force me to like build it in public. Mm-hmm. So so that means I'll have lots of things to tweet about and uh, blog about, create videos about. So I think it will. Uh, yeah, I'll get back in a, the Twitter game. Mm. Yeah, because I know that Twitter was a big distraction for you. I yeah. spent a lot of time on there replying and tweeting and just being a part of the ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. So, But I, I, I think I can find a balance. Because like, I'm really excited about building this side project. So, like, I think I'll have plenty of things to to tweet about, and yeah, because because right now, like, you know, it's it's been mostly like bug fixes, and it's like there's nothing really interesting to <laughs> to sure. tweet about. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I did implement a new feature, like that. I did. I was able to create a YouTube video about, and I tweeted it. Hmm. And it's it's the ability for people to. To generate like a public sync button that they can share with their team, right? So that anybody can run this a sync that they've defined in Power Importer. Mm-hmm. So and and I made it so that you can even embed it directly into Airtable. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. It looks like it's a native Airtable app, and so you you can modify your data and then you just click the sync button. And, and does that call like a private API to just like execute the, the sync right yeah, away? Okay. Exactly. So, you know, so it's like it's a it's a really long, unique URL that's impossible to guess. So you, and at worst, if somebody brute forced and tried to guess them, well they would just launch the sync. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to to something that's probably already be, been synced. So yeah, I'm not worried about it. Cool. But anyways, I already protect people from from brute forcing anyways. So, so yeah. So that those are those are the plans for Power Importer. Once once I start building in public, I'll be able to talk more about it. Yeah. But there's still there's some missing pieces that I still have to brainstorm and to figure out how I'm going to build it. Sure. Yeah. And there might even be a new service that I'm going to have to create in order to Gasp. build this site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The world has drawn its collective breath. <laughs> no, you build cool shit. I'm, I'm excited to see how it all Well, thanks. Out. Yeah, we'll see. Do you have any idea of like, you know, in, from your initial brainstorms, do you have an idea of how long you think it'll take to launch like a, a real simple MVP of this? No. Um, I mean, I think my, my goal is going to, I'm really trying to, to reduce it down in scope. So, so that I have the bare minimum that I need to build this side project, mm-hmm. and then basically ha- just to so that people can sign up to the waiting list to have the uh, the beta version. Right. So basically, I just need to w- to build a working alpha version. You know mm-hmm. that just to demonstrate its power, and then then have people sign up for the waiting list. Right. So you uh, will you build this part in public? I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Like I, I, I've seen some people like actually code in public, like 
but like on uh, Twitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, like on Twitch, <laughs> there was even someone on Indie World Worldwide that uh, did a talk, and uh, yeah, that's what they do. They, they, he's building his startup like in public, like on Twitch. God damn. And and yeah, I, I was I was originally thinking that maybe I would do that, but having after having seen that talk, I was like totally turned off from it i was like nope <laughs> no because then he starts talking about twitch you know oh you got to be active every day and you, you know you gotta and then you start and just really bad discoverability so you have to be active outside of twitch and, mm. and then it's like oh great here's another hamster wheel that i'm gonna have to run in and yeah it's like no no thanks yeah. and and i don't know like i i, I i'd be fine with coding in public but People can see your code. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like if you know, like if someone wants to create a competitor to you, like they just have to like watch the videos and. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. I would. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing you said is that, yeah, you you can't go more than ten seconds without talking. Like it's been proven. Like with like oh. different studies have been done on Twitch. Like if if you're more than ten seconds without talking, people tune out and they switch stream. Oh it's my like, god! It's like uh, I, I can't, I can't think and talk at the same time. Yeah, I can barely, <laughs> I can barely breathe and walk at the same time. <laughs> so how am I gonna build something in public and talk oh, about it? It's like, man. nah, it's not for me. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would argue too. Like the people who are interested in watching you code might not necessarily be the same people who are interested in the outcome right. of the thing. Like. I that's guess it's it. yeah, if you break if you break the like I mean that's full transparency, but if you if you break like the spectrum of transparency into pieces, it's probably like there are people who care about one part of that spectrum and they're like the people that you want to appeal to. It's like the actual code is probably too low level for the people that you should actually care about seeing what you're doing. Yeah, I I do not know who watches live coding streams. I don't know. Like I I don't know. I have I don't have the patience. You know, like I'll, I'll listen to podcasts at two x speed and <laughs> and skip even skip whole conversations when like uh, the my first million, you know, like they they have these timestamps in the in the show notes. Yeah. So you can skip directly to a section. Yeah. If, you know, like if I lose interest, I skip to the next section right away. Yeah. So yeah, so sitting there watching someone code and. And make mistakes and just stare at it. Why isn't this working? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The debugging would be exactly. horrible. Exactly. It's like, oh, shoot me now. Oh, my God. I hate debugging. I don't want to watch <laughs> someone debug. Like, what? Exactly. Quality content right there. But I don't know. Like, I mean, this person, like you were saying, the person on Indie Worldwide, I mean, if they had success with it, then... I don't know maybe maybe it works like i i, I don't want to yeah. crap on it because i would i don't like it but well i yeah, mean it I works know. it works in the in the sense that it is building his personal brand right like he yeah. was invited to to do this talk on indie worldwide and uh i didn't check his twitter but he most likely has a bigger following than me mm -hmm. so so it works and and that's where I, i'm not exactly sure what i want to my goals like do i want an audience or do i just want to run these small micro SaaS businesses like anonymously 
I'm like sort of stuck in the middle right now. <laughs> I'm not doing it anonymously, but I'm not doing a great job either of building my personal brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very interesting question. Because yeah, I mean, there's going to be benefits and drawbacks to both. But yeah, I guess it depends on the on like, I guess it's just momentum, right? Like maybe it's one of those things of if you kind of do have a, an identity and you try to build a following and you get big in the no-code community, like that's just going to be, if you're being helpful, because I guess like the way I would, think about it to change the perspective on it is like building a social brand is like how can i be helpful to people in the no code space like that's probably what's going to garner you attention or you could be very funny i mean you can always just shit post and (laughs) make no code memes (laughs) um which is probably a very underserved market at this time but it like if you're being helpful to those people then it's like oh do i want to be helpful like as a person and like can you build word of mouth that way and what what's the result of that i don't know like i feel like i have questions yeah i don't know and but at the same time like is is that my personal brand is like great question is is i am the person building solutions for no code developers mm. uh because i mean this podcast is not really for that audience right there i do wonder about the cross section of people because it's like well there are people who are more entrepreneurial and they're maybe they're writing code and maybe they're using no code and they're kind of interested in, in what you have to say because you're doing both um so i don't know you've, you you have like you're so multi-dimensional you've got so, <laughs> you've got so many different things to say and talk about and yeah, maybe it's, wow maybe it's not just one thing that people <laughs> care to because people are more complex than just like i care about origami and I only care about origami. If something shows up in my Twitter feed that's not origami, I block them. Like, no, they're not. <laughs> right. That. We're we're more multifaceted than just one thing. Well, thanks, thanks for that. Oh yeah, you. Anytime, <laughs> I love you. I got your back. So yeah, I guess at one point I'll figure it out. What what's my what's my public persona? And yeah, yeah. But right now, I just love building shit. So. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> Word. <laughs> yeah. How about yourself? Yeah. Um, it's been a busy month. Uh, July was was nuts. Um, I, I had a vacation planned. At, so I was doing some free... So I've been up in freelancing. And, you know, long story short, I knew I was going to take a week off. And with what I've been building... I've really been getting to the point where I'm just not delivering the value. Like he, my client's not able to get the value, wasn't able to get value of what I was creating. Um, and I wanted, I really, really wanted to be able to have him be able to run some stuff and get value out of what I was creating. And uh, we, I built, I built the thing and it was working and it's like, all right, there's some last minute things I need to do. Like a lot of it was assembling data. A lot of it was deploying to production, these kinds of things. And the week before vacation was a slog. I just worked like crazy. Um, And the thing that I realized at the end of the week, which is awesome, is when you're a freelancer, you get to charge for every hour you work. And I'm used to like on the salary life where it's like, I'll just work 12 hours every day this week. That's fine. Like that's very normal for me. Um, And this is like, oh, I get paid for every hour I work because I slogged I worked really hard and I made a bunch of money and I was really happy with what I delivered at the end of the week so that was it felt like it was felt it was like double good like not only did I earn my vacation but I'm gonna pay for it and a bunch more and yeah like I, it felt really good at the end of the week 
and you'll eat well. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna drink my face off and have a good time. Yeah, so vacation came. Vacation was excellent. Um, uh, we were by a river. I love being close to water. Like I love the sound of water and just like being in the water through the dog in the water. Like have have her swim around, have fires, and just like my wife and I just got to hang out by the fire and just talk and get eaten by mosquitoes. And oh yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was, uh, it's, it's one of those things that you get on vacation and you're like, oh, I needed this. And then you get the Sunday scaries <laughs> of like, oh, I got to go back to it tomorrow. That was me last night thinking like, oh shit, what about, what's going to be in my inbox when I get in tomorrow morning? But yeah, now I'm like, but I had so much fun on vacation. I'm thinking, well, how can I take the next one? Or what does my next one look like? Cause I think having something to look forward to and plan around is probably pretty important. Uh, I think I've been flying by the seat of my pants for a little too long. Well, if, by the seat of my pants in that, like, I'm a little bit a little directionless and having time to recoup and rest and that kind of thing, get perspective is really important and I haven't been giving it enough. I haven't been giving it enough uh, thought. So that's going to be uh, a bigger highlight for me, I think. Or at least, yeah, a point of focus for me. Um, so aside from the freelancing work, which was cool, I... Um, had a very interesting offer uh, come across my plate uh, last oh. week or the week before. So, um, <laughs> so I I had a person message me who is in my network. He was referred to me by by another person I know, and he said, you know, um, he runs a consulting company, like a um, like a software development company. And he has staff all over the world. Uh, he, he, he has a bunch of partners. <clears throat> and he was thinking about staffing up in Montreal. And my colleague uh, was in a conversation with this, with this person. It's called John. So John is in a conversation with my colleague and says, Oh, you know, uh, Matt is, is independent. He's doing stuff on his own. Uh, you know, if you're interested in staffing up in Montreal, Matt's going to know a lot about this. And, you know, he's in touch with the scene uh, and he's, you know, looking for work. Like, you know, he, as a consultant, lots of different things. Maybe you should talk with him. So John reached out to me and we had a conversation. And John, John's very successful. <laughs> John is very successful, which is very funny because when you reach, like, I, I don't know how many, like, wealthy people I've met in my life. But, like, you know, I'm sure John is multi. <laughs> I'm sure he's doing very well. But it's like, you know, how do you start conversations like that? It's like, it's like, how's your yacht? Like, <laughs> things. like I don't know. It's just funny to start talking to people like this or be connected with people like this. Right. So the offer I got was very interesting in that he was talking about, you know, looking for someone to kind of run operations in Montreal and help grow this consultancy into Montreal and get more tech- technical people on board with a focus of having this work in finance. Uh, fintech specific. So, um, so I took the meeting. Great guy, interesting opportunity, and that kind of like consumed my vacation of thinking about like, what's well, a very interesting opportunity. So, I kind of had to take a step back and think. Well, I don't necessarily want another job. Like that's not really of interest to me. But if I were going to take another step back, it's like, well, what do I want? Like, I went independent, but why did I go independent? Like, what's what's really the goal here? And a lot of what I've been thinking about is, and I'd love your input on this because, like, you know, check me if I'm saying something inconsistent or whatever. But I'm really thinking about this thing of, you know, like, I want to be honest about this, that 
like I'm good at what I do. Like there, I think there's a reason that this person was referred to me, like, or I was referred, whatever, or, or reverse. Um, I think I'm good at what I do, and and people like my work and they trust me. And I get these opportunities, and I think, you know, what what is a what is an opportunity I should be saying yes to? And for me, looking at why I made the decision to go independent, I think there's a few facets to it, but I think probably the, the the big one was financial independence. I think for me, I really want to be. I have a drive to be to become financially independent, and I saw that like being a programmer, like it was fun. I and I, I still I love I love writing code. It's great, um, but I, there's a ceiling on 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 how much I can make that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I could specialize more, and maybe I can make a little bit more. But like the reality is, like, am I going to make five times more, ten times more? Is that even possible? Like. So looking at it, it's like, you know, working a, working a salary job, I'm not sure that that's possible or without like specializing so far that you, it's potentially, there are potential drawbacks. Um, you know, like maybe I become super known, I come into like a very specialized field and that's the only thing I do. And then that dries up and then I, there, those opportunities don't exist anymore and I'm screwed, you know, screwed, quote unquote. But when I look at this, I'm trying to think like, you know, what, for me, it was, I have to own something. The reality of this, and I think Naval, I, I don't like necessarily qu- like quoting Naval because people talk about him like he's a prophet, but his like thread about, you know, how to become wealthy, I think is very true. Like you have to own a thing. Like it, it's really important to own a thing. And I realized that to get where I want to go, I have to own a thing. So kind of what I've been planning, looking at is, you know, financial independence, but also lifestyle. I want to craft, I want to craft a lifestyle for myself. Like you're a big inspiration for me of being able to say like, you know what, the thing that I want is to spend those summers with my kids. I want to be able to go camping. I want to spend time together. And I think like, that's amazing. That's, that's exactly the kind of lifestyle I want to build for myself or having options, having options for things like that is really important. So I've been thinking a lot about why, like, you know, why, why go independent? And yeah, so lifestyle, um, financial independence, and interest. Like I get to try lots of different things. So if I think about it from a financial perspective, I'm kind of looking at this opportunity and thinking, okay, it might not necessarily get me the lifestyle aspect because this will be a slog for sure. I mean, not that I'm not working hard now, but <laughs> but this is this is going to be really hard. Like there's there's a lot in this, and it's going to take a lot a lot of work. And I look at it and I'm wondering. Is this necessarily the opportunity that I that's right for me? And what I'm doing right now is trying to understand what is the right opportunity. What should I say yes to? Because um, if I come at it from a from like a financial independence standpoint, I could say, well, you know, let's put this thing on a timeline. And it's like, what do I? What are reasonable expectations for the next say five years? It's like, can I get from zero to whatever my number needs to be in that five years? Um, is that a reasonable expectation? Do I want to work like that? Is that the job that I want? Do I do I want a job? Is that going to give me the flexibility that I want? Because like honestly, freelancing is so fun. I'm having a blast doing it, and I get to choose when I work, and I get to bill for my work, and, and I'm cool with that. But you know, these opportunities come by, and I feel like I need a framework for knowing how to knowing what to take, or knowing how to approach an opportunity and say this is good for me. This is bad for me. Um, you know, I had a therapist once say, like, you know, when we make decisions, um, you always want to think about is this is this decision 
taking me towards my values or away from my values. It's going towards me or away from me. And it's funny how like how unclear <laughs> uh, of a question that actually is. Because like I mean, you must have had tons of opportunities to do stuff like this when you were after you left uh, the company after it went public. Yeah, yeah. The um, when, when I quit and started my first product, like um, I was I was approached by an ex coworker, almost the same story, except it was for freelancing. It was mm-hmm. like, hey, we need we need someone to help us for a few months. And, you know, yeah, when you get offered something like that, first of all, you feel valued and it's like you feel, oh, yeah. feel confidence. Wow, that's, yeah, thank, thanks for reaching out, you know. And, mm. and yeah, the, the pay is good and it's just for a few months. So I said, I said yes. And I, and I did it. I think it was like a two, three month contract. Mm. And my first product was already pretty much on autopilot at that point. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't a problem. Uh, and then another contract also like fell on my lap like after that one like someone else I, I met someone at a startup uh, meetup yeah. and they were like looking for an architect and and uh, yeah I said yeah yeah sure well actually I said no I said no I'm, I'm not interested in a job <laughs> and then they wanted him like he wanted me even more after I said no so <laughs> So then he offered to be a contract, and then I said, uh, "Okay, but it has to end in June because I'm going camping with my family for the summer." Yeah. And then, and then he said, "Sure." And then, so so I did that contract. Uh, so like, I don't regret doing those, but um, they weren't they weren't in line with with what I wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so like, I worked forty hours a week for them, and yeah, I made a lot of money because it was freelancing and. And sure enough, I was able to take the summer off after that, and it extended my runway. But uh, yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard when you when you get off. You make you're offered these opportunities. Like it's always flattering, and mm. and you feel like it's it's an opportunity, right? Like yeah. nobody wants to to lose opportunities, right? Yeah, it's so it's funny because after I I mentioned this to to one of my friends who is a, uh, he's an economist and he has like five master's degrees. The guy is just incredibly brilliant. And he, um, he introduced me to this, uh, to this very interesting essay by this guy named Michael Church, who talks about like society being in three different ladders. Like there's the, uh, so there's the, the bottom rung of the, so the lower ladder is called like the labor class. And it's like, um, your jobs are kind of seen like your labor is a commodity and like it's not about um what you do it's like about how hard you work like that's the kind of virtuous thing and then like the next class is that like is the gentry that like they fetishize education and like career growth and that kind of thing and then the last ladder is like the elite class and that's more based around relationships than it is anything else so it's interesting because like I'm squarely in that middle <laughs> that I was raised in that middle ladder and it's cool, but it's crazy to have like a, it's almost like off-putting <laughs> to have like the, the third like elite ladder be like, oh, relationships. I'm like, whoa, you don't even know me. Like, <laughs> so it's very, yeah, I'm, I'm getting like class anxiety from, from my own opportunities. But yeah, like it's, I, I, uh, it feels so good. Like, 
yeah, I just it's it's so recognizing of just like yeah, you're right. I, I do good work. Yeah, no, exactly. And people are recommending you, so that's that's even more flattering. Mm-hmm. And but, like, yeah, the, like, but but you say your your goal is financial independence, mm-hmm. right? So so what does that mean? What does financial independence mean? Yeah, so financial independence for me is uh, I just I never want to take. If I can never take a job again because I feel like I have to, that's what I want. Like, I'm sure I'll work, but um, I'll work on something. (laughs) But I never want to take a job just because, oh, I have to or because I have some financial goal in mind or whatever. It's just like, I just want to, I want to do, I want to go to the places that interest me. I want to do the things that interest me. So if you take this job, like, in order for it to be in line with your goals, Mm -hmm. like, they would have to give you equity or a you know like millions of dollars right yeah. so then so then you could just live off of the dividends of those of that money and yeah yeah so the um so the, the approach that i'm taking with this is exactly like you say i think that you know everybody has a number and it's like all right well what does the number need to be and i think i can do some very simple calculations to figure out what my number is and like across what time horizon because i think it's might not might not be reasonable to say i want a million dollars a year starting right now it's like okay well maybe you need to get three years in or five years in before that before that even becomes even a possibility but um but you know have your number have your number and and over what time time horizon um because yeah like the the thing that i well and this is dealing with my own insecurities but oh certainty Somebody out there has got some certainty that they can just give me, and then I can take that and work with that certainty. Ooh, that feels good. So it's kind of like a, it's like there's safety in having somebody with the vision and the money and the the connections and you know all of that stuff. Um, it's very interesting, or it's it's compelling to me because it 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 you know it soothes that fear of uncertainty um, that I consist constantly have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in my, in my experience. Working for a startup does not lead to financial independence. <laughs> one startup went bankrupt. Uh, the other one was usually successful. Like they went public, and uh, we all had stock options, and and yet I did not leave there as a millionaire, and mm-hmm. I was not financially independent. Yeah, yeah, because the the big thing there too is like this is a pretty the I mean the what he's mentioning is like a head of technology role and i think i think that's a job i can do um like i don't think i i know i can do that job it's so there's an allure there like, Ooh, that's a that's a thinking about that second ladder again like that's a step on a rung that i understand um and it's it's just very inter- like yeah, yeah it's difficult for me to even articulate it like Am I owning something? I, I, I mean, it could check the money box. Let's let's say that it does. You know, hypothetically, um, does it check the lifestyle box? Will it ever? Is that even a possibility? Because I mean, if you're the head of engineering, like you, that's it. Like you, you have like you're. Oh yeah. You, the, the buck stops with you. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you'll get the lifestyle that you want. No. Um, but but maybe the goal is yeah. I'm gonna only accept the job if they give me equity. And uh, and I know that within five years it's all vested, and uh, and it's it and it's enough money that I can then just live off of those investments. Yeah, 
Yeah, because I love the idea of the whole like fire, um, financial independence, retire early, living off of dividends of of investments and that sort of thing as a as a retire as an early retirement. Um, and and of course, like you know, so I mean, the other thing that's kind of tugging at me is this is a really cool opportunity. Um, it's in my wheelhouse of things that I know, um, and I have a strong network of people uh, that whom I know and you know would love to work with again and that kind of thing, but. Part of it too is, you know, I haven't even really been indie hacking for over a year. Like I, I was doing the consulting thing, so I'll, you know, but I was only doing that part time until September. It's like I haven't really got to shoot my shot yet. Um, so it almost feels like it's too early for me to like take an opportunity like this because I, I don't know if I can do it. Like I, I, I never got, to, I never got to really try. I, I started, I, I did the consulting thing for a while, and then I did some freelancing. I launched a product and right. fucked around and didn't market it properly. And then, oh, I just got recruited by this other thing, and I took it. Like, that's not... That's it. You said yes to a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, if it... I mean, at one point, you have to, you have to make, I guess, a commitment. Mm. Uh, I mean, let's let's look at marriage, for example, right? Like, when you get married, you're committing to turning down all future opportunities yeah. of other women, mm-hmm. like making advances at you. Mm-hmm. Like, even if it's like a supermodel and she's a millionaire, and <laughs> yeah, it's like you. you you know, you, you, it's flat. It's flattering. Thank you. Thank you for Thank for the all. opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm happily married. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I guess it's, it, it becomes the same thing. If, if, you're, if your goal is to be financially independent and, and be an indie hacker, I, I think at one point you have to just turn down all these opportunities. Mm-hmm. And if the goal is not your goal, then, then you're just... You're just advancing someone else's goal yeah. by working for them. Yeah, and and, and that's it. Like that's because I think that's what a job is. You know, I'm in, I'm helping to advance someone else's goal. Yeah, and then it becomes a question of like, okay, well, if it only it's only an asset if you have enough back end that you feel good about yeah about, about your potential returns on this thing potential returns right because it's because it. it's a risk. Yeah, it would. I mean it. It's it's a possibility, right? Like maybe maybe it's possible to to just commit for five years and and you have you have equity and it gets all fully vested, but within five years and and then you can quit and just live off of those investments and and then do the indie hacker path lifestyle that you want. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing that I when I left my last job, like you know, talking more about class anxiety. <laughs> When I left my last job, I was making more money than than I thought was possible in Canada. Like I was, Jesus! I mean, it, this is great, but it's not what I want. Like, it, you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like I've reached I've reached that part of the ladder where it's like, I know that money isn't everything. And like in the last year, I, to anybody listening, if you've never gone independent or done something like this, what an awakening! Oh my God! Like, what I've learned in this last year, just about money alone. Is, has, I think it's changed my life that like I was making so much money before not that I was wasting it or anything like that but I do not need that much money like I, I, I just don't Did you? I, I could be 
I can be just as happy with which mu- with much less. Um, I just have to feel good about the work that I'm doing, and it needs to feel fulfilling. And but you know, you still need to eat. It's, you know, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I still like to go to go on vacation. That's still still yeah. nice. But you know, like. But but you're right. I mean, uh, Tim Ferriss in in his book The Four Hour Work Week has that. What does he call it? The the dream dreamlining. Dreamlining, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you just dream up the lifestyle you want, and then do the math, and it's it's not millions of dollars, like. No, it's not. You know, and and the fire community is like there's there's two flavors to it, right? There's the there's the lean one, and there's the the fat, fat one. Fat fire. <laughs> yeah, fat fire. Yeah. And yeah, if you do the lean fire, that, that's what I do. Like, it, it's really not that much money that you need. Mm. And I had a taste of it when my daughter was born. Like, the the, bis- the startup that I was working for had gone bankrupt, mm. so I was I was laid off. And then like my daughter was gonna be born like in a few weeks. So so I just switched from unemployment insurance directly to parental leave. Mm. So I was able to take five months of not having to find another job yeah. and still get, a, it, it's it's capped though. It's a percentage of your previous salary, but, oh, yeah. but it's capped, right? So and, it's, and you would have hit that mark because it's not oh, much yeah. money. Like no, no, it's not much. No. So yes, yeah, so it was, uh, it was really not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, so we used to, I, w- I used to do double payments on my mortgage okay. when I was, when I, when I was employed. So then I just reverted back to doing the minimum mm-hmm. payments and uh, and then we cut a bunch of expenses everywhere. Like, oh, we don't need this, we don't need that, and and we just really leaned down. And it turned out like we were fine with that with that little money. Mm. <laughs> it was like, but then you know, but then I was offered a new job, so uh, so I took it after five months. Mm. Uh, but it was like, you know, I always remembered that you know what, like we were able to live off very little money, and mm. we were fine, and so yeah. No, I, I, it, I just realized after, I mean, the big one of the big awakenings for me was it, well, it, it did took me took me leaving to really understand it was having a budget. Like I'm a hardcore winabber, just like really understanding where all your money is going, and then as soon as you, as soon as you're living off of your savings, like you're really taking care of every penny because you're like, what's my runway? How how much longer yeah. do I have to go before I have to make money? And all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, I could totally cut that. Oh yeah, I cut that for sure. Yeah, that's that's no problem. I don't need haircuts. Like I'll just I'll man bun it, and then it's fine. <laughs> I saved I saved sixty six dollars this year or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's, it's funny. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't need cable. I just need Netflix. Exactly. So yeah. Went, yeah. Went for like one hundred thirty bucks down to like ten. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so it's pretty cool to like look and see how much financial control like I had, and now that I look at it, I'm like, oh man, I I command a very reasonable rate freelancing. Um, and it, I don't have to work all year if I don't want to. I mean, it, like, granted, and I, I will say this, <laughs> there are boom times and there are bust times, and I have not gone through a bust time. <laughs> right now it's boom days, and I'm loving it. I'm living life in the boom days. But um, I look at it and it's like, geez, if I can sustain this, then I could have a wonderful lifestyle. Um, and that weighs on me because I look at this, I look at this opportunity now and I'm like, this is great, but... Is it good? Yeah. Is it now that I'm, I'm kind of like addicted to the lifestyle of just being like, I know, I, I know when I'm productive and I know how to work. So, you know, just work appropriately. And yeah, I just, it's very interesting. Like it, 
Yeah, because I, I, I kind of feel like, I, I don't, I mean, I, just from hearing me talk, it seems like I'm probably leaning in a particular direction, but, <laughs> but like understanding more about, you know, what is the, what is the opportunity really? Like I, I have some more questions for the, for the guy, um, but it's fascinating. Like just understand, like, yeah, like I never really, I don't know. I, I thought I had this figured, thought I had it all figured out. No, I, I thought I, I thought I had a better understanding of what I wanted. And then having an opportunity like this come across my plate makes me realize that there's some questions I wasn't asking. Um, and, you know, it took a, luckily I had a week off to kind of ponder this, but yeah, like really understanding what your values are and what you want. Like that, that, that ever loving question, <clears throat> what do you want? It's not easy. No, it's not. It's not. I think, I think the easy, easy way is to say yes to all these opportunities. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, yeah, you're probably right. Eh? It really is. Cause I mean, like, yeah, being offered a job is like, wow, I don't even have to update my CV. I don't even have to apply to do interviews. Yeah. You're just offering me a job. Like, hell yeah, that's easy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but if, but if it doesn't lead to what you want, then, you know, like in five years, we'll, we'll, where will you be? Yeah, because that's always been a weakness for me, thinking, thinking ahead to things like that. Like, honestly, the most thinking ahead I really do in my life is like you should probably save for retirement and like that's it It, like you because when you're like 22 or whatever it's like well how much what do i want my monthly income to be when i'm 65 and you're like i don't know (laughs) how much beer am i going to be drinking like is is that something i'll care about like you have no idea and it's interesting to ask yourself the question now of like, well, what do you want your life to look like? Like, where do you want to live? What do you, what do you want your, like, you wake up and it's Tuesday morning. Like, what are you doing? Um, kind of like, does it's lifestyle design. And yeah. it's interesting to think about five years from now. Cause it's like, well, do I, do I go on this? Um, what did we Hoffman call it? Uh, like a tour of duty. Like you go on this tour of duty. Like, do I, do I necessarily want to do this? Is the payoff what I, what I want it to be? What am I going to have to give up in the meantime? Is it five years? Is it ten? Years? What if what if after ten years it went to zero? Would it be worth it? Because one one thing that I will say is that um, this is I think a move like this because of the the role um, it puts you in a league where I heard somebody say once you want to hire you want to hire a CTO the best way to do it the the the, the well, the best way, I guess the best way to do it is to hire somebody who's been a CTO before because they don't have to prove to you that like, I wasn't, but I can be. It's much easier to find somebody who's already had that role. And this is definitely a career decision that says like, Matt can do this. This puts a label on Matt um, that he's got the pedigree to do this. And a lot of interesting opportunities might open up as a result. Um, and that really... Um, that really pets the um, it's it soothes that kind of uncertainty, but also that second ladder thinking of like, yeah, this is this is progression. This is meaningful progression. Because I will say, like, one of the things that I I um, I realized like maybe maybe two years ago or something was, all right, well, you know, let's say I continue to work for a company. Like, I really want to be an architect, and if I'm at this company. How long is it going to take me to become an architect or even even CTO, like asking yourself that question? Um, and it's like, well, I don't even know if I want that job. Like, how hard is it? Is it do, am I going to find it fun? Is it going to be the thing that I want? And then, but you might have to wait 20 years. It, it might be a thing that you have to navigate the waters of for 20 years in order to know, like, okay, I'm willing to do this. 
or I want this. This is actually something I want at all. Um, and I realized, like, well, I don't want to wait and find out. Like, what happens if I get there? I'm like, oh, actually, I don't even really like this. Um, so it's like, why? I don't want to wait for anything like that. I'm too impatient. I, I, want to, uh, I want to know that I'm working towards something that I want. So it's interesting to think about, like, oh, all of a sudden I can, like, I'm in that position. I'm, I'm in a position where I can do those things. But is this a stepping stone in the, in the direction you want to go in? Yeah, I mean, in the indie hacker route, I don't think so. Um, I mean, depending on how big, I think financially, in, financial independence-wise, um, I would need to do a little bit of studying of, like, okay, let's really evaluate this. Because it's like, all right, well, let's, let's pick some archetypical companies um, who have existed for a while and who, you know, what does an outcome look like for someone in my role? Do they become millionaires? Do they stay with the company for 10 years? Do they need to? Like, what goes into a decision like that? And I've got some people in my network I can contact about and get a reasonable idea of. But, you know, like, what, is it, what does that journey involve? And then um, weigh it against the potential risks and say, like, you know, what will happen to me? But, you know, I don't know. I, like, I still look at it and think, I haven't shot my shot. And realizing that I don't need a million billion dollars. Because that's the, I guess that's kind of the problem, right? Like, is it a binary? Is a position like that a binary outcome? Where you like, sure, I made a bit of money along the way, but I got equity and it went to zero. So I made a salary, but, you know, whatever, it kind of collapsed. Versus like, oh, I had a, a product and it was doing 10K MRR. And I had a, gr- and, I, and I know that I don't need a million billion dollars. I can just do my own thing and make a totally reasonable income because I know that I don't need a lot of money. And I get to work on my own thing and make the decisions that I want. Or I have a bunch of small things. What do you want, Matt? <laughs> yeah, Matt, what do you want? So yeah, it's been a very, uh, you know, vacation was very relaxing, but it was cool to like bat this around. And it's great because like the questions you're asking, I feel like I'm asking them very similar i'm asking myself very similar questions and at the very least that gives me confidence to think like i'm not missing some glaring <laughs> some glaring uh <laughs> point of view that like oh actually yeah i should probably rethink this or consider something else the, the other question you can also ask yourself is what like let's say let's say you do this because it, the opportunity is, is amazing and it's going to have a huge payout because mm-hmm. there's an exit strategy then you'll be in, in, you'll be financially independent. Mm-hmm. And then what? What are you going to do with your time? Yeah, yeah, that's a big question that I've been answer. I've been asking myself over vacation as well. Yeah, yeah, because I love coding. Working on projects is is fun. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and the more you know, the more you can help people. Like, you know, it, it's a little hard to just like drop in nuggets of knowledge here and there because like when people need technical help, they often either need a programmer or they're asking questions on Stack Overflow. Like, it's, it's, it's kind of weird to see something in the middle. But I don't know. Like, I think a lot of it is... I mean, I, like, I know what I want my, my life to look like um, in, in a day-to-day. And it, it involves being technical. Like, I, I love being technical and meeting other technical people because I care about their problems. Like, what you're working on is really interesting because, like, yeah, you're, you're hitting that cross-section of how do I help people but use my technical skills to do so. And like, that's dope. Like, it's super fun. I, yeah, it's a great, it's a great time. So yeah, if I could just do more of it, then that's great. Yeah. So that's, that's like two different paths. There's the path where you, you, you'll make a bunch of sacrifices and lifestyle and, and freedom, but, but you'll, you'll reach financial independence and then you will do what, what you want. Mm. 
the deferred life plan. Yeah. <laughs> or you find a way to do it now, like mm. where you have the lifestyle, but you do maybe five months of freelancing per year mm. to, to finance it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, I, <laughs> I've worked really, really hard my whole career. <laughs> like I've worked just like, I'm, I'm a workaholic by, by trade. I just work 12 hour days every day and it's just totally normal. And I just don't want to fucking do that anymore. Like, <laughs> I know I have it in me. I, I know that I can. Um, and maybe if I care about the project, I will. Uh, maybe that's something I will do. Because I, I definitely, like, with the freelancing I've been doing, I was having so much fun. I was just, I couldn't sleep. I was I was so happy and excited about it. Um, and that's great. That's that's great in bursts. Right. <laughs> but, like, yeah. to, oh, man, to... To take on that tour of duty and be like, no, nah, and do it for like five years. Which way? Like, I, I need right. to. I, I think I've been treating my my life more like a like a sprint than a marathon. It's like, how can I sprint to the end of the quarter? How can I sprint to this deadline? How can I? And I look at it and I'm like, I think it was when I when I discovered physical fitness, that was when I started to take a more long term approach to things of just like, oh no, like you have, the point is working out every day. Because no one workout is going to be the thing that tips you over. It's it's doing, it's chipping away every day, becoming better. Um, and realizing that, like, oh, well, I put in 10 hours today instead of 8. I'm so much better. Like, it's not. <laughs> I need to change my thinking. I feel like I'm just kind of, do, yeah. do you have any other goals, like, for the next five years? Like, starting a family or? Uh, I'm very interested in understanding if I have a forever home. Like, I really like Montreal. Montreal's really nice. But I would like to live... <clears throat> I'd like to live in Portugal. Or... I, I mean, I'd really like to live in Japan. I think it's a big ask to have my wife want to move to Japan. Um, they have a very not great culture when it comes to how they treat women. <laughs> women in the workplace there are not treated well. Um, but, you know, like, Australia... I, I, I want to go see a little bit more of the world and really try living... Okay someplace else to see what that's about um because i don't know if i have a forever home in mind but i know that there are I, i'd like to sample things a little bit more I, I basically moved from halifax i lived in new york city for a while and then i moved to montreal and i've lived in montreal for 10 years um, but i'd love to see another place uh, for for an extended period of time and then like you know going to the going to the cottage this past week was like i am not spending nearly enough time in nature that needs to be a much higher priority and when I was a kid, like, you know, I spent a lot of time camping with my family. And it's, shit, maybe that's something I need to think more about. And we don't own a car. Um, thankfully, we don't own a car. We can get around with ride sharing and everything else. And I was like, oh, shit, maybe that's something I need to be thinking more about. Like, how can I spend more time in the outdoors or at a cottage or something like that? Um, I'm just, like, rambling now because I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, because it's, I, I, I find this really hard. Like, what, do you, what does the next five years look like for you? It's like, Fuck, I don't know. Man, I know I don't even know what next week is gonna look like. It's just like, do I have enough money put away that I'll I'll know what's coming? Yes. Okay, great. Then I don't need to work more, or I, I need to need to find more work. It's interesting. Like I feel like I can tell you what I want my day to day to look like, but it's like, oh well, well, I wake up and I'm in Portugal, and I'm I'm in Lisbon, and I wake up on this corner, or you know, my my bed is south facing, or whatever. like I, I don't know, like I just don't. Maybe I'm maybe I'm focusing in on the things that don't matter, <laughs> but 
I'm I have a really difficult time envisioning what five years looks like. I don't know. Like, am I alone in this? <laughs> like, do, like do, is that something you're able to do? I mean, I always have five year goals and one year goals. And okay. So I have always have them written down. Mm-hmm. Um, do I change them midway? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, because because you don't know which what you're gonna want. Mm-hmm. But it's nice to have like a north star, like something. Yeah. That, that helps you make these decisions mm. you know if, if your goal was to if your goal is to, to to live in different places like well then you know a, a full-time job that requires you to be in one location mm. is completely incompatible with that that's a great it becomes point. an easy decision mm. it's like no that's a great point that's a great point but if it's a remote job, then well, it depends on the time zones. And maybe, maybe it is compatible. Yeah, maybe my problem here is that because I don't, I'm not setting goals. I don't. I just don't set goals like that. The only time I've set goals like that is in training. To be like, I want to, I want to be able to complete this workout in this time, or I want to be able to do this many pull-ups in X seconds or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coming up with like a long-term goals, coming up with some, yeah, some five years, one year's five years. I mean, I've, I, I've been doing it my whole life. Okay. <laughs> well, at least since I'm a teenager. Right. And it, it, and it just, yeah, it just helps you make decisions. And, and it's not, it's not that, um, that you automatically reach them. Like, yeah, but at least you, you're, it makes you understand like what path you're on and, what are the steps in between now and that goal? Yeah. Right? So, and and yeah, they, they for me they also change. Like, but if you know, like, oh, in five years I want to be like living in a different city and 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 yeah, doing some doing some work, but on my own time and not eight hours a day. And yeah. well, then it allows you to decide. Well, what's the path to get there? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I, I never, guess I never really thought about it like that. Like, if your goal was to move to Japan, then what what do you do every day that gets you closer to that goal? And then maybe it's just working today and saving $50 or whatever it is. Like, you have some amount of savings and that's your input for the day. Um, but you're able to say, like, I'm taking steps towards this thing that I want. Yeah. And yeah, and... and- as long as you don't get depressed when you don't reach your goals, like, <laughs> like, because because I think it's natural. Like you set you set a target and then you s- start moving in that direction and then you start realizing, well, no, I, I'm not even sure if that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Like I think at one point I had a goal, like oh, I want to travel with with my family, like just and that. So that was the goal, and then I did the dreamlining exercise to see like how much that would cost and. Mm-hmm. So then it became a bunch of like revenue goals. Uh, and then I was just stressing out over it. Like, mm. how do I reach this revenue goal on this date? Right. And then it was like, wait a second. Like, why do I want to travel? It's like, I just want to spend time together, like out of our routine. Mm. And then it's like, well, like we could just go camping every summer and that's really cheap and <laughs> it's easy to do. And so I just, yeah just knocked off like a good four years from that five-year goal and we just did it right away cool yeah that's true i mean yeah trying to figure out or thinking about yeah what's your goal and how do you get to that goal 
But then, like you say, like asking yourself, is there a shortcut to this? Or yeah, like it's very astute for you to say, like, I want to travel with my family, but taking a step back, what that really means is spending time with my family out of routine. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be in Malaysia for it to be considered like to, to get the, to, to get the outcome that you're looking for. Yeah. That's, that's what we realized it. It was about creating new experiences, memorable, new memorable experiences together as a family. So do you charge for this? Is this like a therapy? Do I owe you money? <laughs> now this is super this, one. this is super useful. It's giving me something to think about that like I'm realizing that I'm kind of blindsided. This opportunity blindsided me. Like even even freelancing to, to some degree too blindsided me too. Like, wait, I can make money? Oh, I don't have as much money in the bank now as I did earlier, so I'm feeling more pressure. So maybe I should take this. I don't regret it, but Realizing that I don't have a goal to, you know, I, I have no framework with which to make decisions on because I'm basically flying by the seat of my pants. Because if I was, it's a great point. Like if I were, if I if I did have that kind of five year goal, then I could look at this freelancing and be like, the last day of that contract is the twentieth because I need to be making meaningful steps in these times in order to get to where I want to be. Otherwise, it's just everything becomes vacuous. I'll get to it when I get to it or oh it's really nice to have a break and uh, and just do what I'm told for a while and, and not that that's not invalid not that that's not valid but um, but like to have a clock and be like no let's come on let's create a sense of urgency around what you do every day every week every month to get you closer to your goal I guess that's the I have to sit down and really kind of think that through because I mean when I left I when I left work to start, start something on my own I didn't know what a reasonable timeline was it was like, I mean, you know, I have, I have ideas for consulting and stuff like that. And I realized like, oh, the consulting business, yeah, maybe not really what I wanted. I want to do something else. And then realizing that like, okay, well, it takes time and, and throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. And now that I feel like now I have a much better idea of being like, how can you meaningfully test something in a reasonable amount of time and know like, okay, there's demand or there's not. Because you can't spend a year doing it and be like, well, I didn't know how long it took. It's like, if it's taking a year, something's wrong. <laughs> I think it, I, I think it'd be worth your time to yeah. start day, daydreaming and writing down some some potential goals and yeah. and and yeah and don't and don't stress out over it like it's not it's like I'm I'm committing like this is the goal and if I don't reach it then mm-hmm. I'm a failure and mm-hmm. and if I change my mind I'm I'm a failure it's, mm-hmm. it's like no it's just it's just finding something that seems true and and right right now yeah basically it's like it's like sailing it's like you you set you have a target but then yeah the wind changes directions and and there's currents and so you're constantly adjusting the rudder to like to make sure you're going in that general direction otherwise you just you just let the currents decide where you go maybe maybe for some people that's fine like they'll just get a job and then get promoted if they get promoted or not get promoted if they don't and yeah it's like whatever their goal is just to retire at 65 yeah and that's totally cool i yeah yeah like i uh, yeah if that if that's your goal then yeah you're it, that works yeah yeah i guess yeah i'm realizing that like i've been saying some things to myself like maybe i'm meant for more but i've never really kind of defined it <clears throat> or had an inkling for what i thought it might be and how do my decisions lead me in that direction? 
Okay, I think that's something I'm going to spend some time this week hammering out. Because I really... Yeah, not I, not only do I owe people responses for things, I've been ignoring my emails, <laughs> but at the same time, I uh, yeah, I, I need to give myself. Uh, I don't want I don't want my brain to be preoccupied with stuff that isn't relevant to my goals. It's just distracting. Yeah, damn, it's quite the Monday. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need another vacation now. Yeah, seriously. Well, no, I mean, the last one was so good. I'm like, Jesus, I got to go back on vacation. Like, how can I fit more vacation into my summer? And this is one of those things I kind of wish I had a, an assistant to be like, hey, can you just find me something near water? <laughs> just book that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for me. Just. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah. It, it <laughs> but no, this is super helpful. Thanks a lot. I, I love your input. Yeah. Thanks. My pleasure. So should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. All right. All right. Well, I think we're. Are you? Do you have any more plans for the summer? I can't remember. No, I think I'm. I'm. I'm back to being available to podcast every week. Sweet. Okay. I think me too. I might. I guess there might we'll be. call this season two. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the year of hustle begins. Yeah. No. I think it's. Uh, I think I was. Uh, maybe I have one more weekend in me after you know realizing that I need more vacation. Uh, right. I might have one more weekend, but that's not going to oh, yeah. mess up things. That's today. it. Weekends are fine. Cool. All right. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Awesome. Great. I'll catch you later. All right. All right man. Talk to you next week. Later.